Hey you, I'm excited you're here. Welcome to Triumph After Trauma. I'm Caitlin, aka Katie. Designer, business owner, go-getter, and most important, human just like you. I created this podcast to provide tools and support to those of you struggling to cope with a mental illness or work through a traumatic experience. Weekly, I'll share a personal story of mine, how it affected me, resources that helped me out of that dark place, and I'll end each episode with an empowering reminder. What I want for you to know is if I can make it through really tough shit and still find ways to thrive, so can you. Let's get this started. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Triumph After Trauma. I am so excited to have you here. I'm even more excited to be here with you. Last week... On the podcast, I talked about what some of the strange feelings were that came up for me when I got diagnosed with anxiety disorder and dysemia. If you haven't listened to that episode and you're interested in hearing it, or you're someone who is dealing with strange feelings regarding a diagnosis and you think that may help you, please check it out. It's episode nine. But I thought, since I've talked about what some of those feelings were for me and how I dealt with them so that I could start getting in control of my mental illness, I thought it would be a good idea to do an episode about what exactly anxiety disorder and dysemia are, as well as how they affect me mentally and physically. I'd also like to share some things I've been doing over the years that I find always help get me to a better place when my anxiety and dysemia try to really take over. And I just want to quickly make it clear, if this is not something you relate to in the sense of you have a mental illness or you actually are diagnosed with dysemia and anxiety disorder like me, listening to this episode is still a really good idea because it will generally, I think, help you to understand people in your life and just how to deal with people generally who may deal with mental illnesses. So if you aren't diagnosed with one, don't think that this episode won't do anything for you and skip out of it. Keep listening. Get curled up in a blanket. Make sure that you are really paying attention if you're doing errands or chores right now. And if you're out and need your headphones on so that we're really one-on-one, get those in because we are about to have a really great chat. Before I go on to tell some of my stories to you, my friends, or I give examples of different ways that you can help somebody who has some sort of mental illness, whether it be the same ones I have or not, I want to quickly explain what generalized anxiety disorder and dysemia are just so that you can get a clear idea if it's not something you know too much about. According to the CAM website, which is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health here in Toronto, generalized anxiety disorder is more than just fear, more than just being worried, more than just being sad and low on energy. It is specifically irrational and excessive fear that one experiences 
constant ap apprehensive and tense feelings and difficulty managing daily tasks or stress related to regular daily tasks. Some of the ways that it's described on the website that you physically feel anxiety when your anxiety disorder kicks in is you can feel hot palpitations or your heart rate will increase, shallow breathing, sweating, dizziness, feeling weak, freezing, shortness of breath, nausea, and I can attest to all of that. Also, when my anxiety really kicks in, I personally find that even though my lymph nodes don't actually swell, it feels like they're swelling and I suddenly feel like I'm struggling to breathe. If any of you can actually relate with that, let me know because I find that to be a symptom or a side effect of my anxiety kicking in that not too many people actually also experience. And like I mentioned in the last episode, when my anxiety and dyskinesia really kick in, and I'm really, really stressed, I also tend to feel it physically in my shoulders and back. They completely give out on me, which I'm sure is something that a lot of you can also relate to. So let me quickly, my friends, give you an example of what exactly goes on when my anxiety disorder really kicks in. I cannot control it, and it leads to a panic or anxiety attack. I'll give you a very specific example. I graduated from Fleming College with a design certificate for residential properties. I'm a residential home designer, whichever you would prefer to call it. But getting that certificate was not easy. I did all the hard work went through all the hard phases of life and took breaks in between, did semesters at random times when I felt up to it. Finally get to this point where I'm in my last semester. I've done all the work, written the final exam, handed in the final project. And I think that I've done great. I think I've nailed this, that I passed the exam with flying colors, and I'm confident that I'm going to graduate. Then one day I received an email from my professor, instructor, teacher, whatever you'd like to refer to them as. And the email said, because my project after her going through it was not absolutely perfect, she just wasn't willing to mark it. And that baffled me. One, because part of your job as a teacher is to mark things. If a project is handed in and has been completely done, your job is to mark it. Two, I was baffled because I am someone who strongly believes that perfection just does not exist, cannot exist in a world like this. I was dumbfounded. I am still a little bit dumbfounded that that is really something that happened but it did and of course I spiraled I was pissed thinking that I would have to do this fucking class a third time excuse my language I was 
furious with this person who was supposed to be a teacher and teaching me things but was not willing to do that right at the tail end of my time in college too. And honestly, I was just kind of heartbroken that I'd gone through all of this and it could possibly be for nothing. It could be possibly an entire other semester before I have a chance at graduating. I felt right then and there when she told me she wouldn't even mark my final project that I would just never be good enough to be a designer or decorator even if I did manage to do another semester and for the third time take this class and finally pass it. She had made me feel like a failure instead of helping me as a Honestly, when teachers pull shit like this, it makes me truly believe that they are just there for the paycheck. And if you are going to be doing a job just for the paycheck, being a teacher on any level is not the job for that. Whether we are young kids in kindergarten just starting out in school or we are in college trying to figure out what we want our careers to be. If you're a teacher, your job is to teach us, to be there for us, to help us grow, to prepare us for life, careers, etc. If you don't truly care about people and you're not going to do that, don't. That is my opinion. You don't have to agree with it, but that is truly my opinion. Honestly, on top of feeling like a failure, I was kind of ashamed. I was so confident that I slayed that final project and aced my exam that the second I was done all of that, I hopped on my Instagram stories and I was like, guys, I have done it. I finally did the work. I'm gonna pass. I know it. And soon you'll be able to get decorating design services from me. And of course, when I'm open again, I will continue doing custom signs and things like that, which is how this business started. And so I had like 50, 60 plus people who constantly watch my stories, who are friends and family and things like that, people who actually support me, thinking that I was about to graduate. It was December 2020 at this time. And then I, of course, got that email and had to share the email and say, hey, I've got a teacher who's not willing to mark my final project even though I know it's good. That was so fucking embarrassing. All because that teacher didn't want to mark my project because she believes in perfection. But she doesn't exist. She had me wondering if I had even chose the career path and she had me feeling ashamed and embarrassed of myself. It really happened. Someone who was supposed to teach me really did that. And I'm sure a lot of you have crappy experiences like that too with teachers, unfortunately, because not everybody is there for us like they should be. And of course, I was just generally pissed off. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be pissed off when they put that much work into being in their last semester into that last semester, into the final project and studying for an exam, all to be told. It's not perfect, so it's not being marked. I think any of us would have felt kind of ashamed and angry 
and let down. The administration's person and Dean got in contact with me and said they would handle it. So while they were handling it and making sure that I did pass this fucking class and get my certificate, how did I deal with those emotions and the anxiety that was surging through me? Number one, I cried about it. Simple as that. Sometimes you are just so overwhelmed with feelings that you don't even know what to say. You can't even talk to people. You don't even really have it in you to just write it out. So you just sit there and cry it out. I cried out of anger and disappointment. The disappointment was not in myself. It was in that teacher. I'm not the one who didn't do the work. You're the one who won't mark it. So that disappointment did not fall on me. I did not suddenly feel bad for myself. But I was certainly pissed at that teacher. And speaking of being pissed off at that teacher, I had to talk it out with someone. So I leaned into my support system. The small crew of amazing friends I have and the few family members that I still have left alive and thankfully healthy. I just vented to them. Didn't even bother trying to keep calm and have a conversation. Whatever emotions I felt as I was explaining how I was feeling, I just let them spew because I knew I needed to. So I cried it out and then I had a talk with the people who I can trust and got those feelings out. The other thing I did is while I was waiting for a response from the admissions person and Dean about whether or not they were able to get me passed, I had to talk with myself every time negative feelings came up or I questioned, did I really not do enough? Did I really not do this project right? I had to remind myself that I followed the instructions and I triple checked that I had done everything right before handing in the project. I had to remind myself, this is not a me problem. This is not about me not being enough. This is simply about the teacher having beliefs that is leading them to not want to mark certain projects. It is a them problem, not a me problem. And those feelings came up a lot, so I had to have a bunch of little pep talks with myself in the few weeks that I waited for an email. In December 2020, around mid-month, I received an email from the dean and admissions counselor that they have managed to get things sorted out, and I would in fact be graduating that felt like the world, the weight of the world being lifted off my shoulders because for those few weeks that I was waiting for an answer, I really started to question myself. I really started to question my abilities and I really started to question if anybody truly believed that I could do this, that I was talented enough to have a career in the design and decor field. I'm choosing to share this specific example because this is the biggest thing that recently happened to me that really got me so anxious and so upset that I actually questioned myself, my worth, and my skills, talents, and capabilities. I've said it before and I will say it again. I will reiterate it forever because this is something I believe. The tools and resources that we have in our little tool belts that can help us 
get out of shitty situations, negative feelings, really rough mental ruts. They do not have to be complex things. They do not have to be things that cost us a ton of money and they do not have to be things that take up a ton of time. So, no matter what you're going through, feel free to cry it out. If you have a support system, talk to them. And if not, my DMs are always open. And if you ever question your worth because of somebody's opinion of you or because you're having an issue with a teacher or somebody who you should be able to trust and be taught by, stop yourself quickly and remind yourself they are humans too. They have their own issues. This could be a them thing and have nothing to truly do with you. I'd also like to just quickly say that if you know someone who is dealing with a mental illness and is struggling with it, some of the things that you can do is just be a shoulder for them to cry on. Not even say anything, but if you can tell that they need to let something out and they need to cry, just be that shoulder for them. Sometimes that comfort while we're crying is all we need. Another thing that you can do is remind people of things that they thought weren't going to go right that did help build that confidence that this next thing is going to go right too that they are going to get out of this spot again a quick other thing i would suggest if you are someone who loves and cares about someone who is struggling mentally acts of service if you can tell that they want to take a bath or shower help them with that they're not eating but you know they need to cook them their favorite meal things like that we just need that reassurance sometimes that we are cared about and cared for. So if you do that, that can be a huge help for people as well. Whether you know it in this exact moment or not, you are talented, you are amazing, you are worthy, you matter, and you are needed in this world. You are on this earth with us for a reason. So in the moments that someone has you doubting that, look at yourself in the mirror, write it down or just sit with yourself and think to yourself i am enough i am enough i am enough and say it over and over again or write it over and over again until you believe it because it is the damn truth before i let you go my friends and carry on with your days i would like to share a quote with you from harry potter by the famous albus dumbledore which i think we will all already know happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if only one remembers to turn on the light i appreciate you i love you and i will talk to you soon thank you so much for tuning in today i hope this episode was helpful for you if it was Tell someone about it who needs to hear this message or share it on social media and tag me at this is Katie, K-A-I-T-E-Y, so we can connect. Life is a wild journey, but we're on it together, and I'm so glad. You're never truly alone. I appreciate you, I love you, and I will talk to you soon.